Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom, Chaverim. That's Hebrew for hello, friends, and Shabbat Shalom. That's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. Here's what's happening today on Bagels and Blessings. You're going to hear some great holiday music and an interview with Corey and Jocelyn Brown. They have some exciting news. Stay with me and I'll be right back. and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Please join us for worship, and while you are in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays by appointment, Wednesdays from 3 to 8 p.m., Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and up to 30 minutes after services on Saturdays. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit Congregation Shema Yisrael. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester area, be sure to visit Congregation Shema Yisrael in the Fig Tree Bookstore and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. Hanukkah has begun. There is excitement in the air. So I'm going to play some of my favorite Hanukkah songs for you right now. Here's one from Ted Pierce, Festival of Lights. We offer to the Lord a heart of praise. We come as a living sacrifice. His spirit is within us. And we are not our own, for we have been bought with a price. You are the temple of the living God, so cleanse and sanctify your heart. And dedicate yourself unto the true and living God, as we celebrate the joy of Hanukkah. Welcome to the Festival of Lights. Have another lot could give. The dreidel of world Light up the menorah on this Hanukkah night And celebrate Yeshua, He's the light of the world Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam La avotenu bayamim ha'eh Bazman ha'zeh Mikamocha ba'elim Adonai Neskato ha'yasham Oh, who among the mighty is like unto you, O Lord The salvation has also happened here Welcome to the festival of lights have another lot could give the dreidel a whirl Light up the menorah on this Hanukkah night And celebrate Yeshua, He's the light of the world 
we stand tonight with the multitude of hosts But with the strength that comes from God alone And thus consider that throughout all the ages Not one that put their trust in Him has yet been overcome Welcome to the Festival of Lights Have another lot could give the train a love Celebrate Yeshua, He's the light. Celebrate the Shamish who gives light. And walk as children of the light and shine throughout the world. Shalom, y'all. This is Ted Pierce coming from Texas. Don't change that dial. You are listening to my fabulous friend, Ethel Chadwick, on Bagels and Blessings. Tune in every week for the best in radio. Thank you. During Hanukkah, we play with these little spinning tops called dreidels. And there's a reason for that. Way back when, when the Jewish people were having to hide their faith. Whenever the Syrian soldiers came around, they immediately got out these little tops and started playing with them to hide the fact that they were looking at their Jewish prayer books. And so in modern times, we play a game during Hanukkah with these tops and they have Hebrew letters on each side of the dreidel and they stand for the expression Neskadol Hayasham, a great miracle happened there. And over in Israel, it says a great miracle happened here. So I always love to play this next song during this time. It's from Kira Goldman and it's called Neskadol Hayasham. Enjoy. Keep your candles burning these eight nights. Put them in the window and let the whole world know that I'm Yisrael Chai. This is a glowing sign of who we've been from ancient times and how the nation revolted, liberated, purified, and Dedicated, now it's a celebration. Light up your life and shine, especially for these eight nights. You are the window. To another way to go Who's your hope? You say the most high We have the light of Hashem It shines as bright as it did then Revolt against the darkness The dedication is when the heart is All for Him When they see us, let them say Neskadol Hayasham 
When they see us, let them say, Nes Gadol Hayasham, Nes Gadol Hayasham. That is such a cute little song. And I neglected to tell you that when families play the dreidel game, it's a, it's a gambling game, basically. It's a very harmless gambling game. You play it with uh, chocolate coins or gelt or M&Ms or something. But each time you spin the dreidel and it lands on one of the letters, you either get half the pot, all of the pot, or none of the pot, and or or all of it. But it's a, it's a fun little game, and so you'll see people spin these little tops called dreidels, and now you know the story, or shall I say, you know the rest of the story. Stay tuned for my interview with Corey and Jocelyn Brown. If you have children in the kindergarten to 12th grade, you'll be very interested to hear what they have to say. I'll be back with more music. Yeshua is the light of the world. And I love this next song from Zemer Levav because it's called Yeshua is the light. Amen.
I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 889-7840. Hanukkah also means dedication or feast of dedication. And as believers in Yeshua, we know that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And so at this time, we rededicate our bodies, our, our temples to the Lord. This next song from Nancy Santiago is called Restored, and it's from a album called Enter My Rest, and it's adorable, and I love it. Praise the Lord. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning at 10 a.m. 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. If there's ever been a song that totally captures the feeling of rededicating ourselves before the Lord during the season of Hanukkah, it's this beautiful Hanukkah song sung 
and written by Marty Goetz. Make my life your temple, Lord, at this season's start, to pull down every idol I have raised up in my heart on this On this feast of dedication, I dedicate myself to Take my defiled altar, come and cleanse and come repair. So every time I falter, I can run to meet you there on this Hanukkah, on this feast of dedication, I dedicate myself. That illuminates the night Comes a prayer you'd kindle In me, Yeshua A desire for your fire For your light Oh, make of my mortal body A house Worthy of your name. Rid me of what's ungodly and every hidden thing of shame on this Hanukkah, on this feast of dedication, I dedicate myself. And with every candle on the menorah that illuminates the night comes my prayer you'd kindle in me, Messiah, a desire for your fire, for your I pray I may one day say a great miracle happened here on this Hanukkah, on this feast of dedication, I dedicate myself. Shalom, this is Marty Getz, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. Here's a beautiful song, perfect for this time of year, from Joshua Aaron, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel.
Such a beautiful song from Joshua Aaron. I want to remind you to pray for Israel. Pray for the release of the hostages. And remember, I've been mentioning in the last few weeks that there is an organization called BlueRibbonsForIsrael.org. The blue ribbon symbolizes support and solidarity for the safe return of the hostages taken by Hamas terrorists in Israel. It symbolizes solidarity with the hostages, their families, and all who care about their safety. 
So if you want to know more about that, you want to get yourself a blue ribbon, go to www.blueribbonsforisrael.org and let's support Israel and pray for the return of our hostages. Amen. All right, right now it's time to hear my interview with Jocelyn and Corey Brown. Enjoy. Shalom, Jocelyn and Corey Brown. Welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Hello, shalom, Ethel. Thank you for having us on here. Oh, you're welcome. Welcome. Another another couple similar to my husband and me, a Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, Justin, can you tell us a little bit about how you were raised and found faith in Yeshua as your Messiah? Oh, yes. Okay. So, um, well, you know, when I was growing up, my household celebrated um, pretty much all the Jewish holidays, um, very proud of their Jewish identity. But um, we sort of, my mother adopted the humanist perspective, which is very secular and um we read from the humanist Haggadah and uh, I don't know if you know anything about the humanist Haggadah, but it, basically it offered what it considered the scholarly opinion um, next to the traditional um, writings. And then we would do things like add an orange to the Seder plate. Um, oh. was, it was basically an LGBT inclusive orange and you would spit out the seeds of discrimination. My, my grandfather was always sweating at the table because he was more traditional and conservative. So, um, I, I don't know if my mom did it just to get under his skin or, <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's uh yeah. So, um, that was my, my exposure to Judaism in my household was, you know, it was very secular, but I'm still very proud to be considered Jewish. So I, it was kind of confusing for me growing up. I I was very interested in world religions as probably a result of not really having a firm grounding in my own religion. And so, um, uh, and also my husband also grew up in a secular household, but he was dragged to church by his aunt. So that was pretty much how he, he was exposed, um, but not, you know, we weren't able to really identify our faith at that point. Um, so, you know, in 2012, you know, just growing up and just keeping Judaism sort of, you know, I was a Jew. That's, that's what I knew. That's pretty much it. (laughs) And, and then I, I gave up animal products in 2012, um, basically for, I guess, a sense of inner peace, um, that, that helped me. And I found a lot of parallels in the teachings of not only in Buddhism and Jainism um, regarding my my diet, but um, you know Judaism as well with the kosher diet, very being very strict. And then I came across uh, you know Jesus as being the ultimate sacrifice, and that really kind of you know picked my interest. And it's sort of I think that was one of the seeds that was planted. And well, I I guess um, I also you know went on to to witness firsthand how. Lucy Goose spirituality and secularism um, leads people astray. My loved ones, my close family members, um, they replace their lack of dependency on the Lord with complete dependence on man-made substitutes like pharmaceuticals and materialism. And um, I think to their detriment lost a lot of what I believe is their soul, you know, and this reality of the dark side of, of life it really made my sense of an omnipresence, uh, that force of goodness that I didn't really have the language to define at the time. Um, it made it very um, obvious and apparent that there was some something very good and profound that was walking with me every step of the way and um, keeping me on the right path. So it really wasn't until 2020 that I guess myself and like so many others felt the need to make a choice, you know, either embrace the Holy Spirit and and the divine truth or, um, you know, fall into a collectivist trap. And basically when my husband and I, um, we had to learn where our freedoms came from in 2020. We, we saw them being stripped away in very covert ways. Um, and we were afraid we have children and, and we weren't able to go into the store unless we, you know, checked all these boxes. And we, we heard about them starting, you know, pe- restaurants in New York City starting to issue 
um, vaccine passports. And these these things started sort of um, reminding me of, you know, the darker times that we learned about in school, like the during the Nuremberg trials. And and we just wanted to really grasp the truth. Where do where does our freedom come from? And it was kind of interesting that um, it was when we were studying American history that we came across um, the phrase in the Declaration of Independence, we share a belief that under the laws of nature and of nature's God, all human beings are equally endowed with inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the creator gives no person or group a higher right to rule others without their consent. This Well, this was pretty much the path that brought us to Shema um, when we started studying this. This was very much intertwined in our path that gave us, it sort of, I don't know if it was, it stimulated the intellectual side that we needed that gate to open for us to accept um, Jesus as our Messiah. And um, it was the community that embraced us, that also made us comfortable with these, with this newfound um, ideology. Mm-hmm. So it was really through our our study of our country that the how the Judeo-Christian ideologies was able to transform our country and be a remedy for our own family. And that's why we we actually dedicated ourselves to this path that we are still on and and um, and learning and growing alongside our children, knowing that this is truly the best um, the remedy that I Corey is looking at yeah. me you know, Dan. Yeah, I, I would love to add something there because my being raised with um, with the Roman Catholic religion, Baptist, Methodist, all different pieces, we always knew about Jesus. We always had that in our family, not my immediate circle, but more of my extended family. So I always knew the story of Jesus. And it wasn't until I was questioning it when I was integrating myself into her Jewish family. That's when it really started to to kick off. Like, well, what's the what's what's the connecting pieces here? Mm-hmm. What do I I was raised with Jesus, but you still follow kind of the same traditions, and so that was that was the 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 fire that that really kicked off this this relationship that we've built with with Yeshua and finding uh, the truth in in the Messiah and and the words and the teachings. We both had to get past a lot of preconceived biases of Christianity. Um, it wasn't, it doesn't come naturally. It wasn't comfortable. Um, but then when we found that there was so much healing through Christianity, um, and we truly do believe that the new Testament is a continuation. It was easier for me to adopt, um, into my heart and, Together, we do firmly believe that between the Jewish law and salvation found through faith in Yeshua in the New Testament, it it strengthens you. It strengthens your household. And this is what we are in search of. We are seeking um, protection. Okay, I have a question. Before, before we get into a really interesting thing that you guys are doing together, just a real quick question. So how did your secular Jewish family feel about you, <laughs> you becoming a Messianic Jew who believes Jesus is a Messiah? Well, I think that, you know, my family in particular, they seem to be taking, um, you know, a backseat to it. They are not, they're not questioning us. Um, very much. They don't. They don't have a firm grasp on their own Jewish identity to challenge our newfound identities. Um, and Corey's family, of course, they've um, embraced. They've always embraced me because they've always respected um, Jesus as a as a Jew, and because of their faith. And so, but my family. <laughs> We just don't really, we haven't really talked much about it because we don't really have, you know, I slip, I, I, I try to seed them <laughs> and, and help them, but um, they've made their choices and 
you know, then the result is what it is. Sometimes so, you just got to witness without words. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's really it. I, I, they don't really have anything to challenge me on because, you know, we're reading the books. We, we're going to temple regularly. And so we're sort of the authority of our own lives. And um, we've earned that title because of how we have incorporated the law into our life. And now as adults, we, we decided to, um, keep Shabbat and, and we tried to, we tried to do our best with limiting technology on, on Friday evening and, and doing all those things. So, um, and we say a prayer, we've always said grace ever since Corey and I have gotten together. We always, we always said grace before our food, our meal, it just felt right. Um, even though neither of our households ever did, and probably would scoff at it. But for us, it's just, it, it does feel right to do these things and to have these routines. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of the Jewish law that's yeah. ingrained inside of me um, coming through. All right, well, Jocelyn Inquiry, you guys are on the cusp of something really exciting and you're starting a, a preschool program and I'd love to hear all about it and tell our listeners all about it and, and how they can sign up their kids tell us everything well Corey and i have always wanted to homeschool sort of to give our child um the most customized education as possible and it's been difficult we we came to rochester in 2018 and we found a few homeschool co-ops so as soon as hermione our oldest daughter um was in kindergarten she was able to attend these co-ops but they seem to just sort of miss a couple things. And, and our program that we designed is um, so that we could fill all the gaps. And we created a program for pre-K through 12th grade that we are um, actually working on filling up, getting the numbers that we need. We, are, we have hired certified teachers. Um, one thing that the homeschool community really lacks is um, trained professionals. These are um, dedicated parents very talented, very intelligent parents that volunteer their time. Um, but we wanted to hire certified teachers that um, a lot of them don't find they are able to teach in their own school anymore. They're, they're, hand, they're pretty handcuffed to what they're able to teach. And so a lot of our teachers have left the system so that they can have more freedom to teach what they know and in the way that they know how to do it and they're very passionate. They're focused on academics, and that's mm-hmm. key. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And uh, so our program is a decentralized program. We're a private membership association, so we're separate from teachers' unions, state and federal regulations. We don't require vaccination records. And um, we are currently located in North Greece and Brighton. Our session sessions are 10 weeks. They run three days a week, and they're fully drop-off. Um, these are some points that just make us a little bit different than the co-ops that currently exist. Well, one one major point for, for me, if I may interject, is is what is being taught, is the, the curriculum that we have been able to curate and, and pull from some of the greatest institutions in this country. And the reason why we've we've gone through great measures dealing with the curriculum is because the curriculum in the schools today they're not teaching academics. They're they're lowering the standard for our children, which is resulting in what forty percent proficiency for literacy. for literacy, reading, writing at their level. That's that's what the average is today in our county. Forty percent, six out of ten kids aren't reading and writing at their level, and that's that's it, unacceptable. <laughs> and I'm sure it, you've heard of okay. things like Common Core Math and Common Core Math was designed to basically dumb down our kids is what we believe. And there's a lot of divisive ideologies like CRT that focuses on um, skin deep issues instead of getting to the core of what makes the character, uh, you know, the individual's character. And this is just, these are some of the things that we were able to find in our, in our search for what was going to, you know, help our children. So we found that Hillsdale college is producing really great curriculum such as the 1776 history and um, Hillsdale literacy essentials. Um, I was actually raised, my early childhood was in Canada where they don't even teach phonics. 
So when I came over to the States in second grade, they put me back into first grade so that I could learn how to read with, with phonics. My daughter, who is in second grade, is reading chapter books on her own because she likes to all day, all night. That's that's her that's her that's her pleasure. That's what she likes to do, and she enjoys it. And we're really proud of that. And we use Hillsdale Literacy Essentials to get her to that point. Wonderful. Um, we've chosen Dimensions Math, which is a Singapore math curriculum, which is world renowned, um, and it teaches kids. It, it rewires their brains to understand how we get to these answers. These mathematical conclusions um instead of just helping them you know get to the answer anyway they want and yeah both both curriculums that were just mentioned they focus on the facts you know that's essential for classical education is at at the lower education level they learn facts you know how what what are the facts of our language what are the math facts that i'm supposed to know and once they get past that they move into organizing those facts um, to to put them in uh, order where, where they need to go in order to understand how to apply themselves academically. And then when they get to the higher echelons of, of school, like higher education, that's when they can use those ordered facts and, and um, use it to express their idea through rhetoric and logic. So if I understand correctly, it's not that you guys just came up with a curriculum, you actually are creating a co-op, is that correct? Yes, it, it is considered a co-op, exactly. And how do people sign up for it? How many openings are there? We have, we need to um, fill our classes with 10 students in order to afford the teacher and the security. We are the only co-op that has armed security at all times. Um, so between the, the teacher's uh, pay and the security, that's where the majority of um, the money is going. So they can go and sign up on our website at www.americanseekers.com. We are also accepting donations at givebutter.com. Now, <laughs> Give what butter. is the first one? Uh, American something? American Seekers Academy. That is our name. Ah, American yeah, Seekers Academy. If you go to americanseekersacademy.com. You can follow the links to the 10-week program. You can see East or West Side sign up. Yep, and exciting, uh, you know, something really exciting about our program is that over the year and a half when we've been presenting this idea um, at different conferences around our our town, um, we've been meeting a lot of people, experts in their fields that want to contribute um, their skills and, and teach, teach uh, children their skills. So we have things like uh, Junior Justice, which is, um, a an extracurricular that's being taught by a woman who actually just won town supervisor and she's a paralegal and she is creating a class for our kids where they get to actually dress up and participate in a courtroom and um, they do things like uh, or recreate the signing of the declaration and this is how we are teaching civics to our children just with hands-on activities like these we also have foraging and medicine where Students will be able to actually go forage for different items locally and learn how to Next create medicine and apothecary. This is one of my favorite um, with those items that, that, that they found. We have a professional chef teaching chocolate Hallelujah. factory. Ooh. We have junior entrepreneur where the kids actually get to um, create their own businesses and and sell amongst each other the different products that they make and to their parents. Um, we offer. Uh, extracurriculars like financial literacy, junior homesteader, resilient horticulturist, and architecture. So a lot of fun stuff to add, not just to the core classes, but um, a lot of skill building exercises in there as well. Well, this sounds really exciting. We've just about come to the end of our time together, but I encourage all who listen to go to the American Seekers Academy. Is it Seekers plural? Yes. AmericanSeekersAcademy.com or .org? Yep, that, dot com. That's correct. Dot com. All right. Thank well, you. that is so exciting. May the Lord bless all that you do. May he provide all of the resources that you need. May he give you wisdom and favor, favor, favor in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Oh, thank Amen. You. Thank Amen. you both so much for being my guests on Bagels and Blessings. Thank, thank you, Ethel. It was great. So we will talk soon and we're going to talk offline a little bit, but I'll say shalom for now. Oh, shalom. Shalom. 
I hope you enjoyed my interview with Jocelyn and Corey Brown. If you have children that are getting ready to go to kindergarten up through 12th grade and you are concerned about the curriculum, maybe you're concerned that they don't let you talk about God and school anymore and so many other freedoms that have been taken away, this sounds like the answer to all of your dreams. So I, I encourage you to seek them out. Remember, it's AmericanSeekersAcademy.com. They're really on to something great. I think they'll be a real blessing to your children, and I encourage you to tell others about them as well. Alrighty, this is Ethel Chadwick. You're listening to Bagels and Blessings, and we have time for some more music. Stay tuned. Next up, here's Greg Silverman. The Lord is my light. Hallelujah. And I want to say mazel tov to him as he recently married and I wish him and his new bride much happiness. Mazel tov to Greg Silverman. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Oh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Oh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Finally, here is Resting Place from Paul Wilbur's CD, Revive. I love the line that says, Oh, pour on me your holy oil. Yes, Lord. As we remember the oil that lasted for eight days, we recognize that Yeshua is the light of the world, and we rededicate ourselves to you. In Yeshua's name, amen. My soul finds rest in God Depends on him in that place of quiet rest, he fills me from within, he pours on me his holy. Comforts me with his love. He 
comforts me with his love. Those who wait upon the Lord, new strength he gives to them. He gives them wings like the Adonai panavalecha vikunecha Yisadonai panavalecha Yasem lecha Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.